I am Angela That's DJ, what I love. Mr. Mallard. Uh, join me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we go? So the point being is, good golfers are fucking dime a dozen. And we saw it in full swing that the line of demarcation between... Yeah, are you ready, Bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to beat me? I didn't do my homework this week. What is happening, everyone? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Divots and Pivots. Another Tuesday kicking off Tea Time Tuesday here for the crew over at Fantasy Sports Corporation. Uh, following us up after the fantastic guys over at Plus Money Golf. As always, bringing you the winnings, bringing you the bets that can get you through the weekend. Uh, first and foremost, as always, Bud Copeland, the, uh, the the man who never is at a loss of words, the man who is never at a loss of hats, and the man who uh, always has something interesting to say. Bud, how are you this evening? Thanks for setting me up like that. Shit. I don't, I don't even know what I'm supposed to say now. No, I, I appreciate the comment on the hat. So if if you didn't catch this, Bud's for you this week. Andrew was on. As a matter of fact, we recorded it two weeks ago. Thank you again for doing that. Anywhere oh, yes. you find uh, anywhere you find your fine China. Uh, next week, as a matter of fact, the guy who gave me this hat is, is on the show. His, his name's Chris Conley. Not that Chris Conley. Georgia fans, calm down. But uh, <clears throat> he's of a different persuasion. Uh, no, but uh, he's he was in sports media for about two decades running around doing college world series and college football games and stuff like that. But he is a family friend soon to be my brother-in-law and he sent me this East Lake golf club hat uh, for Christmas. So that's, that's kind of funny that you should mention that, but you can hear me now. Like this is, this thing's on. I swear to, I swear to all that is holy and mighty the last couple of weeks. So we're two minutes in, I'm going to go with a West wing slash Aaron Sorkin reference. And we'll, we'll talk about camp later. I'm sure. Uh, but there's this scene where they're like rushing to get out on the debate stage and the first lady cuts the president's tie off and there's like this yep. mad rush. And that's what it's felt like the last two to three weeks. I think the world, I, I was trying to soak in the masters and I forgot the world just kept spinning and like at a high rate. Uh, yeah. And did you, or did you not truth gun to your head, lie to yourself all you want. Just don't lie to the people and our listeners. <laughs> did you watch the end of the RBC heritage? Uh, no, I honestly, there was just too much going on in my life That's to fair. watch it this weekend. Uh, but I heard about it, but I didn't see it personally, but it, you gotta, love it was it. awesome. It was awesome. The PGA tour wins again. It was, you know, I, I loved, I mean, it started earlier in the week with John Rom saying, listen, I made a commitment. And if I was mm-hmm. one of those kids, you know, I would want to see the recent masters champion play too. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that was a dig at some of the guys who WD'd. Obviously, Willie Z's out for the year with his back. Yeah. Um, Rory, we haven't heard from him for in a while. And Rory's a different story. Yeah, I, he missed out somebody, on three million dollars too. You know, he that got yanked from his little. Was that the the I always forget the pip deal. Pip, 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 hooray! Pip, pip, hooray! Yeah, <laughs> the player improvement plan. It's, it yes. sounds so bad. Why didn't they just call it what it is? A bonus pot. If it's you're the most popular, if you're the, if you get voted most likely to succeed, if you get voted most popular, yeah. if you're, if you're one of the superior, because here's the funny thing, didn't Tiger win it like the last two years in one of those years, he wasn't even actively playing most of the season. You it's, want to know how much, yeah, no it, one pays it, attention I, to it. No, honestly. because nobody cares. 
so so few people care about the popularity contests on this mm -hmm. earth and if you care about one it's probably because you're in it says the guys trying to talk about golf on a podcast uh yeah. and get people to tune into it <laughs> <laughs> this vanity exercise we know we know what we're doing we know why we're here it's all good but the 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 new pga tour is showing its teeth we get i mean yes and, and here's the thing this week you've mentioned it right before we came in is again i came flying in trying <laughs> to plug this and do that because I had to fire the intern just wasn't working out and um <laughs> and so when i could when i got in here the only thing you said to me was like interesting format we got this week which we do yeah, but before we go on i do want to i want to stop and talk about that rbc heritage because it, it again it was it was a qual it was a high quality field you had low you know low numbers winning but that's also means there's a hundred you know hundred other guys who were flirting around par yeah. or over so the course delivered the field delivered the finish delivered and if you if you missed it it was basically it was Matt Fitzpatrick's to win and he lost it it was Jordan's to win and he lost it it was Matt's mm -hmm. to win and he won it you know it it just kind of went back and forth like that. Uh, but Matty Fitzpatrick, every time taking a nine iron and just getting it closer and closer and closer. Yeah. And I, I think it was Nance. I don't know who was on the call Sunday, you know, rookie over here, but whoever it was, was just like, just go in. And I think we were all feeling that because that would be a cool way, uh, you know, a kind of a walk off in golf. Yeah. Um, so I, it, it, well, it delivered. And then there's this real quick, there's the side stories of the kid vacationed there. Did you know that? Well, so that, that you've led me right into because this is I I, we, I want to talk more about the specifics of that because it's such a fun and cool lighthearted story, but it, I think it just leads to is Matthew, Matthew Fitzpatrick just becoming like Mister Storyline Clutch because between the U.S. Open last like it just seems if a storyline if he's got a storyline that's for that specific course that tournament so you know he did it with the U.S. Open went in the amateur there and then the U.S. Open there and then now this is ties to Harbor Town. This like tw you know twelve month span just seems to be, if Matthew Fitzpatrick has a storyline, he's coming in clutch and he's going to win it. I, I I see I see where you're coming, but that's also putting it up there with like where the stars aligned because of Seve's birthday and the 40th anniversary sure. that John Rahm was. Which maybe that's the whole fate versus free will argument. Maybe we get some scholars down here, some philosophers. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll toss back a couple of and see what's going on uh yeah. but uh but speaking of rory somebody check aaron Rodgers. has he been hanging out with rory did he get his did he get his claws into him too he <laughs> dragged like jake changed. or Lo he, he dragged one of the paul brothers <laughs> down to south america to do ayahuasca for like a week uh, i wouldn't oh, be shocked geez. if he was like i'm open for business i, have, Con I haven't consult heard that <laughs> you're hearing it now first no Jeez. he's not hanging out with aaron Rodgers. no no i've about the paul, one of the paul brothers i don't know I oh know really Rory's not i know yeah, rory's I, aren't hanging out with the, one of the, i want to say Rodgers. it was one of the paul brothers somebody can call me call me on that but aaron Rodgers had company when he went down for his week of ayahuasca before i guess you would have to do some heavy drugs before you come out publicly to say i want to be the quarterback for the new york jets <laughs> but we have strayed so far <laughs> from the realm uh but this the, the finish of he I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Matty Fitzpatrick. It seems like if there's a little extra juice out there to be squeezed, not that these guys need motivation, but we've talked about it before. It's in the intro, the line of demarcation for who's playing good, who's playing great, who's playing championship golf, and who's playing winning championship golf at an elite yes. level. Sometimes you do have to splice those hairs just as just as equally. I think we could be talking about Jordan Spieth and his, you know, his want to go back to back and having missed out at Augusta again this year to remind by the way, the guy's got does nothing but go top ten at Augusta. So he's one of those yeah. betters in the future. If if I'm laying it down right now, I would just even put something on to say top ten next year at the Masters. Lock it in sure. now because 
it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty good bet. Well, well and you bring up the mats. So, well, let's see. Are you are you closing out something on Fitz? Oh, on Ninja, Fitzpatrick? please. I could go on. I do want to circle okay. this. I uh, want the Maddie Fitzpatrick thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah, his family his family vacationed at Hilton Head, which <clears throat> my sister used to play college tennis, and before that she played prep tennis, and we had a lot of tournaments in Hilton Head. I was familiar with the spot. Uh, I used to talk about this guy Greg Russell plays a little guitar at the Oak Tree down to the the harbor. Now we've gone way around the bend, but he's a local <laughs> legend, and I did get the kind of goosebumps. I think I was rooting for Maddie Fitzpatrick to pull that off and and it's interesting to see how these guys performed after the masters uh and especially as the week went on the cream rising to the top again i mean i thought victor hodland was going to walk, walk away with it yep. i needed patty ice to to do well that uh, leader the top of that leaderboard on i i did like i i it was on it got, the got you to tune one. in the not, Sunday not morning, I met my parents and my aunt, uh, my aunt and uncle for a drink late Sunday morning, and it was on in the background. Like the start yeah. of the round was on in the background, and that that leaderboard was fantastic. It looked like a major. It looked like the elevated event that it was. Yeah, because that leaderboard was fantastic. Yeah, and so that begs the question. I can't remember who it was Live Golfer to be named later because that's yeah. how much I care about Live. Uh, he was out there complaining about not enough tournaments. I, you know, really as a pro yeah. golfer. By the way, the, the logic is sound, but it's almost like, yeah, but you took the money or you took that route. You, exactly. I can't fault everybody because for some, we've talked about it before. So for some yeah. of these guys, Andy Ogletree is a perfect example. James Piat, Piat, whatever, the Michigan State guy, perfect yeah. example. You took the opportunity that's in front of you. But I mean, that's like, that'd be like, you know, anybody else, you know, Corn Fairy guys being like, why do we have so much time off? Why is our schedule a little weird? Because that's where you are. Yeah. It's I get, just, I, it's called I just, the grind. <laughs> And, and, and if all of a sudden Liv pumps in 25 events in the year, isn't their entire argument about get paid more? I mean, Liv's falling apart. Well, okay, so I'm glad you brought up Liv and you and you brought up the Masters. And I'm not going to talk specifically about how the Liv guys did the Masters, but I've noticed they're still talking about how well they did at the Masters. So I, I the, qu- the, well, the question I pose to you is um, – one, how long can they keep talking about the Masters and how well they did it before it gets old? Because for me, it's already old. Uh, and but also, too, is it just a sign, another sign that these guys wish kind of that they were still on the PGA tour? Because it seemed yeah. to be, they just seem to be living in that moment, like as if they were, like they want to be fully in that moment, and they know they can't be. Well, of course, they went back and they got a little taste of it, and and yeah. And now, now they're back down to not down. They're back out where they're playing. Unless you are DJ or maybe Bubba, who again, Bubba, the way he behaves, he does behave like he has a little piece of that Range Goats team. He's the captain, which means he probably has a little equity. Uh, you know, just by by the way, that's just by how they've been saying they want to roll this thing out. And it keeps rolling out, maybe clunkily, but it is rolling out. Yeah. Uh, and but I, I just, I just don't care anymore. Like I, I do either. think that the PGA Tour rate rose to the challenge. All right, you're going to give your winners four million dollars. We're going to give ours three point six, but we're going to have a way better field, and yeah. you know the, the competition is going to be fierce. And then we again, I pointed to that amateur thing. Keep an eye on the special invitation status if Augusta keeps rolling those out, or if they repeat yeah. the NCAA thing, because I could see that being that well, just an extra nugget to to keep people over here. I don't think anybody's. There's not going to be a talent rush. I, I know that uh, Greg Norman tried to chirp, and Yahoo Sports seems to be where I see a lot of. Not yeah. pro live, but the way the headlines are rolled out is like you know they're they're still thriving. They're out there doing their thing because I guess the shark saying he's got several tour players who are upset that they yeah. weren't approached. 
They're always yeah, like the what? top story sure. on my Google headlines on my Android. Like it's but always some sort of live and, clickbait. And yeah. of course they were upset. I mean, that's, that's they're all egomaniacs because you have to be an egomaniac to perform at that level and like believe in yourself. You have to be that kind of out there and dumb. Speaking sure. of those kind of guys, Colin Morikawa is that kind of guy. And on a week like they're having this week where we get our own yeah. team golf, and I think this is also where the yep. team concept's a little too weird. Uh, it's a little too kind of foreign because this is the team golf we know four ball foursomes, which is basically best ball alternate shot. Exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, we get it once a year. I'm pissed off <clears throat> that we don't have the walk up songs. If they're ditching walk up songs, that was one of the best <laughs> things about the Zurich classic yeah. uh, down there. And down there, where is it? TPC New Orleans? It's uh, Louis- TPC Louisiana, Louisiana it's whatever. technically called. Yeah. Derp. Uh, but that's my favorite part of this whole tournament, and we don't have them yet. So we will kind of yeah. have to pick through uh, some of these teams, some of these uh, combinations. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you, Homakawa. Uh, I really, I, yeah. I really don't see you know too much reason to bet against the defending champs, especially the way those two guys are playing. Uh, yeah. But that's what we have up in front of us. So what, what do you got? What do you got cooking around in your in your brain? Uh, yeah. So. For people who are playing and betting, uh, or I should say not so much betting, but who are playing DFS uh, this week with the way the setup is, uh, you need to know that when you when you pick a guy, you're picking that team basically. Uh, say that pick, again. You pick so you pick one guy from the team. Um, they're both priced the same, man. You're you're picking the team, so uh, you could pick both guys from the team. Right, and, and try to double down on their performances. You, you could do that, but it's, would you get? Would you ultimately end up then getting like double points twice? You would, Jeff. I was double checking the the, the rule scoring. Uh, I'm not sure if it's double points twice, but um, and I'd have to read through here again because now you threw me for a loop with that one. But you're just not getting as much exposure because if that one team, you know, one of those guys does bad, you're just screwed. Uh, to me, it's better to get one guy's individual performance and the team points from yeah, the two. Yeah, I was of about them to say, I don't, see, I don't see an upside into picking both guys. Yeah. Uh, it, so this, it, so it is kind of fun when you think about that because the alternate shot, you know, the better ball, <clears throat> it, you are picking teams. You're not necessarily picking the individual player, which shrinks down the field. But hey, it's uh, yes. you know, still the top 33 teams, which is 66 players, which is still roughly. I mean, this is a PGA Tour cut. It's a PGA Tour event. gets FedEx Cup points yeah. and, and all that. And I will argue that this is about as much team golf as we need in our life because once you know, once the season's over, then we always have we Americans, us spoiled <laughs> brats. We really do, though. We have I international know, play know. every year. Um, I would love, I would love nothing more than to maybe see some sort of off-year alternative for the Europeans and the internationals. I don't know how you work that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> maybe the live guys. Maybe that's what that's what. <laughs> oh, what, you what imagine? If it, be, what if it becomes like a wrestling meet where all of a sudden you have live v pg uh, v us v Europeans? Well, I was just, just, just thinking of fully yeah. mixed. Just just mayhem it up. Just why not? And sneakily, Pat, Patrick Reed. Since we're gonna, we got we got to shit on live for a few more minutes before we try to get into uh, <laughs> fantasy national because it does take a little bit of not. I don't know what the, the strategy is. What Debbie yeah. used to say here, uh, and how you put your team together. Me, I like to just shoot from the hip and see how yep. that goes. But I do have some you know key three that help me kind of sift through the top layer of nonsense before I start being the prognosticator of all prognosticators. Patrick Reed. 
tried to tried to do a couple of things and god i love any story that has patrick reed involved uh you keep on <laughs> you, you keep, keep on you. <laughs> you keep going but you know what he would nope. say he's like i will buddy keep che- cashing nope. those 10 million dollar checks i just no one can do patrick reed like patrick reed you can do nobody patrick can patrick reed like and that. the fact that we just said patrick reed three times referring to him in that same tense is uh all you need to know about patrick reed the choker he deserves it. <laughs> he's upset with the lack of phil coverage at the masters which i think is jim nance finally came out on a podcast and there were some guys on uh part of my take going what jim jim why are we doing podcasts jim <laughs> i mean since he's not you know we'd love to pick his brain about hello friends but of course uh, yeah but but he did say like back off we gave we there's so many players there's so many good storylines especially on like the back nine of sunday at augusta that really we all know how it works the closer you are to actually up at the top of the leaderboard and or making that movement will give you the time and phil there's plenty of times where i because i would have it on every tv in the house so you got the cable upstairs you got it streaming downstairs you got it on your phone there were several times where I noticed that the featured group camera that I left on downstairs would show a fill shot. And then it would be a good bit of time before the main coverage would say, and here's Mickelson on 11 or on 14. Sure. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, this happened like three minutes ago, but I do realize, no, it wasn't a lagging in the streaming back off. I'm not, I don't have that kind of internet. It was genuinely <laughs> probably the production yeah. truck going, Hey, by the way, Phil just stuck it to three feet. You know, so I, they were cutting back to it time in and time out, but I they just were, like yeah. Patrick Reed's upset. And the second thing that Patrick Reed again is involved with, which once again, Oh, we love when we get to talk about Patrick Reed yes. is he thought it was a coincidence, but not a coincidence that they DP world tour ruling came down the week of the masters. He's, he's got to be a flat earther, right? Right. <laughs> he's just Mr. Conspiracy over there. It's just hard because it's like, okay, so the ruling went against you and you think what, do you think that they were worried about getting bad press for siding with the majority of sports fans? Like, I know. And for anybody who's who's following, I don't know what the hell the details were. All I know is that Liv is pretty much shut out of both major tours now. Yeah. So those guys who do have the contracts are going to coast for a couple more years on those contracts. And if they've got those exemptions, you know, some of those guys, like Bryson's not going anywhere. He's got major exemptions for the next few years because he won the 2020. I mean, they will run out soon, summer five, summer 10 year. Uh, but he's not going anywhere. Brooks, he's not going anywhere. They're going to yeah. go play in these and then come back. Harold Varner the third, who has already come out vocally saying they're not trying to grow the game. They're just trying to they're just trying to get rich, which yeah. Uh, yeah, that's oh, shit. that's the point of all this. So everyone um, was saying from the beginning, and everyone who said it got and, got shit on. And and I and he was even the first one to come out and say this is life-changing money for my family and like generations on down. I can't turn this down. Yeah, you do you. But yeah. I do like that he's calling them on their bullshit. He's not he's, he's like, I'm not giving back the money. There's no reason to give back the money. There's no, I didn't do anything wrong, but all that nonsense they're talking about growing the game. Nah, that, that's not yeah. why they're doing that's not why they're doing it. And I'm curious because they're not allowed to talk. They're on they're mm-hmm. on pretty some pretty strict. Yeah, you know, it's been leaked out. It's like it's very kind of controlled the nature of their interaction with the press. Uh obviously outside the masters. I don't think anybody's gonna tell Augusta National what to do. Um no. But HV3, that's the kind of guy that I kind of worry about. Uh, does he get lost in the shuffle? But he also may be at peace with it, right? Like, all right, I'll ride off with my bag into the sunset. It's been a, it's been a good tour. And, you know, I'll just go make money doing whatever the hell else I want. Sure. But they, they, those, those are the guys I worry about this week. 
do you think, and this thought just popped in my head, so this may be a terrible thought, but I wonder if for some of these guys who are in kind of that um, right towards the end of their time on the PGA, but maybe they, by the time they finish out their four-year contract, uh, they take a few like take a few years of just kind of doing their own thing, like you're saying, kind of disappearing the distance, and then come back and get the Champions Tour card, like if they that, are eligible, that, like just do it that way as their return. Full question, and I would love to know the answer to that because that's yeah. that gets back. We're not going to gonna know for a while, but the, well, no, well, the, yeah, we could know. They could come out and say because Maddie Fitzpatrick's right; these contracts are going to run out. So what do we do? Do we allow them to come back status quo? Do we make them? Yeah. And Maddie's like, nah, no, yeah. they made their decision. Still they get love to, that. They, I. I wonder you see things like Kevin Garnett making up with Paul Pierce and, you know, for Ray Allen, it brings a tear to the eye, you know, all these things that happen yeah. over time. Um, will, will they feel the same way? The champions tour is something I never even thought about until, until you just, until you brought that into the, the fact. It was the first time it's popped into my head too. What are so. the, I don't know what the, the, the pre-qualifications for the champions tour are. I mean, yeah. do, you know, is there, is there a way to qualify in? Do you have to be a like literally a, an alumnus of the tour? I don't know. Um, I got a feeling it'll never get that far. I think the, the dust will settle yeah. this, this crew of marquee players. Uh, that's the last bunch. That's the last bunch of first team All Americans that's that, that's in the transfer portal. I think that's it. I think everybody's going to stay pat after this. I'm looking up the eligibility for the champions right now. Um, it top within the top 54 from the previous year's final official PGA Tour champions money level. Okay, well that's all if you're already on the champions tour. How do you get onto it? So I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get a quick answer. We're not gonna get a quick answer. All right, <laughs> and let's let's move on with the show. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but that's just it. Patrick Reed, go away. Go yes. away. Go play golf, make money, uh, and wear some horrifically awful gear. I don't know who's doing their 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 team swag, but then again, I also have to remind myself that <sighs> I'm I'm probably not their demographic. They 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 genuinely are trying to put out yeah. there a global product. And I, well, love travel. I don't, I wouldn't consider myself a solid representation of all things intercultural through the continents. Back to you in the studio. I'm not either by any means necessary. I, I've barely made it to Ohio in my lifetime. And that's about as far movement I've gone distance wise um, from New England here. But yeah, let's, you, you mentioned earlier, let's get into kind of what we're looking at this week for, for this, uh, the team event here. Uh, because we are, like we said earlier, TPC Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana now. You almost made me mess it up now. Uh, TPC Louisiana. Uh, and look, the way I'm attacking this this week is my typical attacking. strokes game putting, strokes gained approach. Uh, and then I'm also sprinkling in some strokes gained ball striking. Uh, and then the ones that I'm going – so what I noticed in looking at this course is that uh, this course has – a pretty even distribution of um i'd say distance hole like a lot of that like they have an even amount of hole power four holes that are you know 400 to 450 450 500 like they're spread out nice and evenly so you can't really zero in on on one um distance but what i did notice that there's a ton of this is the type of course where it seems like guys are uh leaving the driver in the bag they're playing strategically positioned shots uh, which is leading me to leading to longer second shots. So I'm I'm attacking the proximity from 200 plus out for their second shots. 
Uh, I want guys who can who have some accuracy with their hybrids, with their woods, with their long irons. Uh, and then I'm also I'm going to use strokes gain tee to green as well. Because, uh, like I said, I want guys who are comfortable and consistent getting off the tee with things other than drivers. So I want to uh, minimize honing in on driver accuracy, and I want to really focus on guys who just get to the green with an opportunity to make points. Uh, so that's what I'm looking at. Putting, ball striking, approach, tee to green, and proximity of 200-plus yards out uh, for their approach shots. For TPC, Louisiana, the Zurich Classic. And real fast sure. before we get before we get any deeper, we, we, I don't want to just skim back by this because oh, well, uh, then you, by all means, because you do deserve uh, some some fantastic recognition after absolutely whooping my ass uh, at the RBC this past week. I'm bringing up the scores right now because I forgot to have them preloaded. Uh, but yeah, Bud absolutely uh, annihilated me. Um, I think I had a four or six lineup. You had a five or six. Uh, but you won 472 to 379 this week. Uh, Needed so it. just when I thought I pulled away again, Needed I, I, have, I actually haven't done the addition yet. I just got back from a work trip today, so I haven't added the points up yet, but I'm pretty sure you're back within like 40 it's, points. I was about to say, it's probably better you didn't because it was just sad for the show. <laughs> no, first of all, I'd like to thank God. Uh, you know, you put the power. <laughs> no, it was... Um, I, I I was just actually the reason I was derping out over there while you were talking about how you know professorial you were getting you you had me at strokes gained uh, approach strokes gained putting obviously yeah. we see eye to eye those are kind of the foundations of any any decent lineup um, the only thing I'm really adding to it this week oh whoop frog in my throat oh, geez, is okay. the uh, strokes gained around the green so, okay because in partner golf the the variability like really where you want your team to 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 be able to hold it together is that alternate shot is the flow and mm-hmm. can somebody if they miss a green or if they get out of position how good is your partner at getting y'all back into position and you know kind of doing that pick me up you know i got your back don't worry about it you can spray it hey good night babe <laughs> sorry cooper rose uh tubby time just ended because That's on the right. East Coast here, this is when most families are going to, to bed. Shouts to my roommate for being a real trooper. We're like a season and a half into this, and she does it every Tuesday night. But strokes gained around the green. So are you hitting it well? Are you rolling it well? And are you in a position to, to kind of get the ball back into play if you spray it? Because if you get one wheel out of balance on this thing, it, you know, it goes south real quick. So both both guys need to be rolling straight. And if they're not, be quickly enough to get back into play and get in a position. Those are my three. Uh, but what I was marveling at is we got another Pete Dye course. So, I mean, like you yep. said, it's a ball strikers course. Uh, it's, I mean, it's lengthy, you know, 7,400 out there when, you know, from the, from the pro tees. Yeah. So it, I like this setting though, for the team golf, it's a big beefy course. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is, well, you're big, you know, you're the big boys get out there and get after it. So I think it's a fun place for them to kind of pick apart. Uh, the only other place I could see this happening would be maybe uh, maybe Hawaii. Like, let's see how freaking sure. nuts could those guys. They're going 30 under on their own. Let's that team would up. Be, would let's be just, fun to watch. Yeah, let's just see what happens next. Uh, you know, yeah. you, lo- you like me. I like you. Let's just kind of let things fly. Yeah, no, I like that. And, and when it comes to, like, one of the things I'm looking at when I'm picking these guys for my DraftKings lab specifically uh, is I'm looking for guys who are – both kind of rank similarly, uh, similarly well. Like I don't want to. I'm not necessarily picking a guy from a team who is ranked in my top ten if his partner's ranked in the 80s. 
uh, in the field. That, that doesn't seem like because I want this, that opens a variable for the guy in his 80s. For instance, I'm talking Wyndham Clark. You're thinking about making here. the cut. You're thinking about I'm, making I'm, the cut. I'm thinking about making the cut because Wyndham, for instance, Wyndham Clark and Bo Hostler are, are, pair, are paired together. Wyndham Clark, fifth in my model this week. Uh, Bo Hostler, 81st. So that, that's fair. That opens up Bo Hostler's shots, creates a variable that is going to affect Clark. And to me, that's maybe I'm thinking too deep into it. I'm sure your gut play will say other guys that maybe I won't like if I'm, I could be thinking too deep into this is what I'm saying, but that's what makes you, I'm trying to, I'm trying to eliminate variables. So I want to find guys who are going to be both fairly ranked. Well, well, yeah, there's nothing sophisticated about winging it. And we all, and we all, (laughs) and we all know that nothing, nothing spells sophistication like, like D U C K. Yeah. Uh, I actually, the funny thing is, is until you mentioned it, I haven't put that on a t-shirt. Um, I haven't, I never thought about that because honestly, my thought was if I'm going to pick six, sol- if I'm going to pick six studs and this is a fallacy in my logic, because I'm like, oh, if I pick six studs, they'll be strong enough to carry their team to the cut. And then I have to pause because like you just pointed, are they though? I mean, that, that yeah. would be like picking, like you have to be expecting that you're picking six in the top 20, which if somebody's like, oh, exactly. that, uh, is, if, it, you're, if you're picking six in the top 20 consistently, what are you doing with the rest of your life? That, well, and, so yeah, because like, I like gotta re, already, I, gotta re, I gotta re-examine some things. Go think about it just a little bit. Like you've already alluded bit. to, team golf has a tendency uh, for scores to go low because you're getting two professionals playing as one like that. Uh, that makes sense. So sure, can, is one guy good enough to carry his partner to have a good round? Yes, but is he good enough to outplay to carry his partner and outplay two guys who are both playing well? And that answer is probably no. I, I understand. And I, and I, and I see that I still can't talk myself out of the logic that I'm locked into. So we're just going to have to see how this goes. We're going uh, <laughs> to see how this one works out. No, well, I'm, I'm, because I'm looking at this and some of these teams are just going to be fun. Of I, course, I, yeah. I, I don't know how you want to attack this. If you want to start at the bottom and work your way up, because maybe this week's a little bit different. If there's anything down low, if you saw some leverage, because I'm a top heavy guy this week, uh, it, I do, it is I, a top I, heavy week. Well, I do think that in this kind of team environment, you need a stud to lean on and mm-hmm. a stud can kind of pull. I think a stud can pull a dud above average. Then a couple of average Joe's. If one of those average Joe's is stumbling, does that make sense? Yes. Like I, you, you know, it's like John Rom's got Xbox or X games mode or whatever the hell that, that kid says in the social media audio. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, and he's got that. <laughs> Bo Hostler doesn't at $9,400. Yeah. Who's he with? Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark, yeah, yeah, and 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 by the way, if both are if both are playing well, okay, but if one yeah. stumbles, and now somebody's out there yelling at me, being like, "Your your logic is stupid." That goes for right, but I just think the very the probability, and this would be a fun thing if some math nerd at MIT wants to figure it out. Is it better to focus your energy on that top tier talent, knowing that maybe they can pick up the slack, versus like maybe shoot for the middle? And just build your lineup with a bunch of 8K guys, knowing that you got another 8K guy, and if both are playing well, your your variability or your likelihood, uh, some statistician once again is probably mm-hmm. saying stop saying variability. Your likelihood to make all your cuts is good. Uh, I just struggle with I struggle with the cut line, and it wasn't until sure. our master special that reminded me how much fun it was, and now I can't I can't not watch it. <laughs> uh, we we did blaze right past did JT. 
bogey the 18th, knowing that he too was going to miss the cut. Quick pause. Yeah. I, he, I you know I, I hadn't even given a thought honestly. In the in the group <laughs> chat, one of the boys from uh, Millie Goats was like, "He just went Power Stone. He just he just absolutely took one for the team." Okay, and, and just and just let and just let, no, I, I'm following you, and he 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 he, he never he, he follow fell. me. You know better than <laughs> that. We've known each his, other long enough. He, he fell on his sword. Uh, Start down low and give me some leverage down at the bottom, so that we can then actually sure. realistically talk about what's going on up top. Yes. Well, before I do that, let's quickly hear from our sponsors. Oh, Jesus. I'm so bad at this. That's why I'm the facilitator. That's why you're here. And you're you're the personality. Uh, If that's what we're banking on. But we'll we'll be right back after we hear from this quick break from Underdog. Uh, Don't forget to use the discount code DIVPIV, D-I-V-P-I-V. Underdog Fantasy is here to save your post-fantasy football season blues. The easiest place to play and win with the Underdog Fantasy app. Get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our Pick'em contests. Grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails. Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. Sit gingerbread, good girl. Sit, gingerbread, good girl. Well, someone's going to tell Bud that because he is not at his computer anymore. Uh, but we're talking about value. We're talking about guys uh, who are <laughs> who can be paired together, value down low to allow us to attack that uh, that higher range. Um, and, yeah, this, there are some options on here. Now, I'm going to be going off of my model rankings, uh, guys who are ranked similar uh, or ranked similar in my model that are obviously paired together. Uh, in the first kind of grouping I'm going to look at as I just strolled past them here. Uh, give me a second. Oh well, my God. I just, we're just going to, we're just going to blast right past <laughs> my, my, uh, <laughs> my wardrobe malfunction there. So what, so what happened? No, we're going to, we're going to blast past it. Uh, but, <laughs> but I do want to talk about two guys who have been playing. Uh, I, I don't, I, well might be too strong of a word, which is a terrible way to start off me saying, let, let's grab some of the, some of their shares of them this week. Uh, but they, but they've, they've popped up at times in our models. They've, they've had some decent showings here and there uh, and been value plays in the past. And at $8,000, uh, a pairing like Joseph Bramlett, Bramlett and Brandon Wu uh, at 8,000, uh, around 11% owned. Uh, these are two guys who are both ranked in the top 35 in my model that I think could one make the cut and two they could be one of those pairings that is out there having fun and is surprisingly high you know top 20 in the leaderboard here uh, the one thing I will say that could be their downfall is that neither one of them are necessarily ranked great at putting uh, so that's the one thing that gives me pause there but if we're looking for value uh, that might be a place we can look at the 8k range I don't hate it I don't love it's, it, but I don't hate it. Well, like uh, we said, because because we're this is it's going to be top heavy kind of week. We're going to have to take some some shots we don't necessarily want to take uh, to fit some of these guys in, which is why we're going to have to go lower down this ranking as well um, to someone like to a pairing such as uh, right here, uh, Benion and. I can't say that name. Kim. <laughs> I cannot say that name. Seong Hyun Kim, I think. 
Maybe I said that right. On the leaderboard, it's S H Kim. You can say S dot H dot Kim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but Kim is someone who's played well recently at the Valero T15, Valspar T45, uh, Benyon also at the Valero T6, Valspar T45. Uh, Benyon actually T35 at the players, which I completely forgot he did that as well. Uh, Benyon used to be a darling when it came to DFS. He's one of those guys that would always stick around. Uh, but that's another pairing that I think could um, do well in at 7,100, 10% ownership. Uh, that's someone who could definitely allow you to uh, – to get some of those top heavy pairings in there. Are you seeing anyone down low 6k, 7k range that jumps out at you as far as pairing? One name, one name that has been around a little bit here and there is Matt Wallace and he's, he's mm-hmm. teamed up with Ben Taylor. Both of them rank out top 20 in my model. And, and like you just said, you're going to, you have to, I mean, there's, yeah. this is a good week to eat chalk because like up top, you want your, you want your big plays up top to hit. Uh, you know, you obviously want everybody to make the weekend. We already went through this, but uh, like down here, you are taking a little bit more of a risk. But when I see two guys like that line up in the top 20 of my model, I'm not going to try to outsmart myself when we get do down not, to the six and seven K range. I hate to call you out live. I do not believe they are paired together. No, no, they are not. So actually, <laughs> I think it's actually, Ben Taylor and Vincent Norman and Matt Wallace and Callum Taron. It looks like if I'm reading well, this Matt correctly. and Ben, Matt and Ben and their teammates are more than welcome on my ship because they both rank out top twenty in my model. Which down oh, no, there, I'm, that, so, I'm sorry, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm sorry, it's Matt Wallace and Callum Shinquin. There's two Cal. Hold on, real quick. This is there not is, what we love. With there's two the, Callums in the field, and we just yeah, we the, the, and that's what just, and that's what just threw me off. This Callum Shinquin and Callum Taron. And they're both priced the same uh, in there. So that just that confused me. Yeah, Matt Wallace and Callum Shinquin are the ones who are paired together. Callum Taron and Ben Taylor are paired together. I already quit. <laughs> I'm already off of it. Who, whoever Matt Wallace, where are you, Matt Wallace? <laughs> so Callum Shinquin is. Uh, uh, thank you. He's, uh, yeah. He doesn't play much. Don't care. Matt Wallace is is, <laughs> to, is top 20 in my model, and he's in the range that I need, and I'm going to trust numbers down I, there. To give you an idea of – so on uh, on Fantasy National here, you can easily look at a, a player's recent results. Uh, they always give you, no matter how many years ago it was or when, when in the year, they always give you their last five appearances on the PGA Tour. Now, they could have been playing sure. EP, whatever, but on the PGA Tour specifically – uh, Callum Shinkwa's last appearance was the Genesis Scottish Open, uh, and then the Open, and then the Open, and then the Open. <laughs> so, so his last five appearances, he's made about one appearance, and they don't give the years for those Opens. So, at best, I can guess one appearance a year on the PGA Tour. But his partner Matt Wallace has gone missed cut at RBC, not a point in my direction. But go before that, we got T twenty eight. He won at Corrales Punta Cana, and he was T seven at Valspar. Yep. So hopefully the winners the winners drive says, hey buddy, you're a pro golfer. All I need you to do is you know keep it together for thirty six holes. Holy moose, though, I had my things sorted out of sorts. <laughs> that does not that does not mean that Matt Wallace is sitting on my bench. Matt Wallace, come on down. And who is Ben Taylor playing with now that we're playing this game? Vincent uh, Norman, is that who this person is? Uh, ben Taylor, because now I'm I just lost my screen here. Uh, ben Taylor is playing Callan, with Matt Wall uh, with Callum Tarn. I'm okay with this. Everybody's missing cuts everywhere. 
all along the map, but I'm going to trust the, uh, the numbers on fantasy national. If that's what my, if that's what my key three is telling me, then those are two guys down there, Matt Wallace, Ben Taylor, not their partners. I'm not taking the mm-hmm. foursome on my team. I'm hoping and praying that they can make the cut with whatever baggage they carry in with them. Sure. Just happy. But this is one of the, but like I said before, this is one of those tournaments where uh, a pairings from the lower, yeah, in this format, this a pairing from one of these lower price ranges could surprise. I'm not saying win it, but they could be sticking around for at least three of the rounds uh, and making you some some serious points on DK. Why uh, three rounds? Or, or they do well. I'm saying just because that I'm I'm assuming likely there's probably going to be one round where it's not the prettiest form. That's why they're. Oh, not I, see, win, I, see, I see. I see. I see. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that that's all. No, no, they get, they'll play all four rounds. Um, so that's not what I was alluding to. Uh, but so we're talking, we're talking about the, the down low here. Uh, the down low, you know what? That's it from now on. Anything, anything below 8k is just the down low, the down low, let's go to the down low, nine and eight, and then the down low. Um, but let's go back up to the top and and talk about the guys that we're trying to save because we're talking about saving money. Let's talk about this with guys we're saving up for. Uh, because you look, you came off the top of the show, you said it, Homa, Morikawa. Um, it just makes too much sense. Uh, at twenty six percent own, eating the chalk makes sense as well. Um, I I could you could make an argument for Cantlay and Xander just because of, honestly they're both playing so well. Uh, but at two two hundred dollars more and about five percent higher ownership, Homa and Morikawa are, are an easy. That's a no brainer for me when comparing those two pairings. Well, and I don't necessarily think I agree with you that that's where the that's where the focus is at the top there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at this, yeah, I don't think you can make an argument for. I, I almost went down this rabbit hole before we went down to the down low and uh, <laughs> talked about the value plays in the down low because the down low is where you find the value. Yes. Uh, this is Sungjae. I, I got yeah, Sungjae and Keith Mitchell. You think? Uh, play, I oh, mean, I thought you were. I thought you were double checking if that's who was playing together. Yeah. No, no, playing. no. I'm just saying. Like, what do you think? What do you think about that? Just because Keith Mitchell, I, I associate him because I have a Georgia bias. You know, we mm-hmm. he pokes his head up at the Honda. Uh, I always associate him with maybe coastal golf because he wears the visor and the sweater, and you know he's sure. a Georgia guy. So I, I don't know why, but that 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 just intrigues me right there. So both of them. For the most part, rate out well for me. With unfortunately, where they both do poorly and are rated uh, at the way back of this field is from 200 yards out for their approaches. Uh, and considering that they that, like I said, that is by a large uh, amount the 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 range of most approach shots uh, at this course. If they are both bad in that area, you know, bad being relative. I'm, it's a hard sell for me to pay, you know, ten thousand four hundred for that pairing. If I'm going to be questioning if they're going to be putting on the green, yeah, that's true. It's just looking like that. That pairing, just because of that set alone, sounds like a lot of um, either scrambling or just a lot of pars, which is not. I, gonna I cut, am not, on this. I am on this Sung Jay kick this year. Earlier this year, I did say I'm going to play me some more Sung Jay than I ever sure. had before has my attention, but I agree with what you were going at with that top four there. And he, he, mm-hmm. picking two of those, <clears throat> unless you're going to really just try to go rogue and take somebody from each and then eat a ton of chicken shit at the bottom and just hope it tastes like chicken salad. 
I, I would say build your bottom, build your lineup from the bottom up. And yeah. then that $200 is what you have to play with there as you're moving pieces around at the end. Cause I don't think you can go wrong with any of those four the way they're playing. Yeah. That's uh, and four, considering, sure. you know, we talk about how a, how a bad player can benefit from having a good partner, a really good player can probably, you know, benefit even more because they've got that comfort knowing that I can take a little bit of a risk or, you know, I'm good enough to kind of make it up or it's just one shot. They're professional goldfish. Yeah. So, and they know that they've got another professional goldfish, you know, swimming along with them. So I will say the pairing up here that is intriguing um, is uh, Justin Sue and Sahith Agala at 10,000. Uh, these are two guys that have been playing well this year. Uh, kind of at opposite times, the Gala more so as of late, uh, doing you know T five at the at RBC, ninth at the Masters, fourteenth uh, at the Arnold Palmer, sixth at the Genesis. He, he's seventy fourth of the players, but like he's had a, a very good run here, uh, where he's he's really made some late charges on the weekend. Uh, Justin Sue, uh, was playing well earlier in the year. Now he, he's still playing well. He's not, it's not like he's in bad form, but he's more of a on, on off, uh, every other week to where he's either finishing top 10 or, you know, just making the cut and finishing in your forties and fifties. Uh, but those are two younger guys who are going to come out here and probably try to prove something in a 23% ownership at $10,000. I might start some of my lineups there. Truth gun to your head. The Gala has won on the PGA Tour. What was that event? I don't know. The QBE shootout, which is a team event. So there there also could Good be call. something there if you want to take strokes gained home life and sprinkle a little bit of that on your lineup. Um, maybe there's something to be said about the familiarity of a team event. I don't know. In it, but if that's the case, too, then you have to keep looking up at the top there and you look at those pairings of Patrick yeah. Cantlay and Xander Shoffley, who just, you know, ran rip shit through the president's cup play and, uh, and they won this thing last year. So I, it's hard, it's hard to look away from those two, but mm -hmm. I just thought that, that was an interesting fact because his partner and that was Tom, his partner. And that was Tom Hoagie who ranks out 36th in my model. I doubt there's going to be a lot of ownership of Hoagie, even though he is a kind of fan favorite or he was for a little while there uh, last year uh, when he wait, started wait. Who are you saying Tom Hoagie's partner is? Tom Hoagie was partner with the Gala oh, at, was. The, Q, at okay. the QBE shootout. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I brings him. You. you know, he's fresh off of a team win and he's yes. down in the, he, he's not down that far. You know, 8,800, he's up there uh, yeah. in the AK range, but you know, just other things to look at because when you, when you add this variable, this is the thing about a week like this, it's almost mm -hmm. like a major week in the sense of there's an extra variable that we're not used to dealing with. Uh, and that is the, the the team aspect. We have no freaking clue. This is where yeah. a guy who you look at Jimmy Walker last week. Jimmy Walker know, came right? out guns blazing, and did, did you? Did, it was basically that he went away. He took a little hiatus, and he said that he stopped grinding. He stopped doing yep. everything that he had been doing, and he went and had fun. And he tried to just beat his friends. And you know, I'm sure he did ridiculous things, like gave everybody in the group a you know a stroke a hole. And he probably you know those little weird, just kind of fun, yeah, yeah. basically neighborhood games. He went back and played some Sandlot baseball, and then he comes out and he's like, "Shit, I'm good at this." Sometimes that's what they have to do, and. Every once in a while, a struggling player could maybe get that that just extra whatever mm -hmm. it is, uh, you know, to get to get a streak going, get a hot hand going. So it is a little bit of a mind fuck picking a a, a lineup this week because you never know how that partner is going to affect somebody. 
Well, just quickly because you brought up Jimmy Walker. You know what? Did you hear why? Like, basically, the only reason why he's actually playing this year because he was pretty much done. He wasn't going to be playing. Right. The only the only reason why he played is because he was he was ranked like what was it like 59th in the world somewhere somewhere around there. And it just so happened that uh, you know earlier in the year there was nine or so guys who left for live who were in front of him in the rankings ah. and because it moved him up. And I'm, t- I'm sorry, I'm not talking world golf rankings. I'm talking money, money rankings. Yeah. The FedEx. And it, the, yeah. And it moved him up into the top 50 on the money earnings list, which allowed him to then use his once a career season long exemption, basically. So he said, well, I might as well use it and I might as well get out there and play. And he shows up at the RBC heritage. And it was, look, it was fun to watch Jimmy Walker be around a leaderboard again. Yeah, I mean, people forget he he was up there at the top. He I think he won a FedEx Cup back in the day. He's definitely been a yeah. he was, you know he's been a name. Let's let's just say when before. we were looking at that leaderboard and saying how good it was this weekend, it might have been strange to see Walker there because we haven't. It's been a little while since we've seen him. But I didn't look at Walker's name there and say, "Oh, look at this leaderboard, all except for Walker." Like it's not no. that we all know Walker can play. I, I, I see what you're saying. Been a while since we saw him. I see. It's kind of like when Matt Kuchar rears his head. You're just like, it's yeah. not a shock to see Matt Kuchar ever at the top of the leaderboard because. As we've said before, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm pretty sure I've heard this before. It's fucking Vince Lombardi. Winning is a habit, right? You know, once sure. once these guys are champions, they know how to, to kind of make a run of it. Well, My, let's qu- sorry, go ahead. No, well, no, so no, I was gonna say, let's quickly talk about the RBC Heritage Champion here, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, playing with Alex Fitzpatrick, his his brother. You know, is this something that keep an eye on did, it? His brother's well, not a sl- his brother's not a slouch. I don't know much about his brother. He obviously doesn't play a ton on the PGA. He actually did play the Valspar and missed the cut, but because um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he's younger than Matt. Uh, but is this one of those where Matt's just feel playing nice and loose because he's playing with his brother? He's obviously playing well right now. Is that an instance where you would think, okay, maybe Matt is good enough to at least pull Alex across the finish line to a, a made cut? I don't think there's going to be any pulling. His brother, uh, <laughs> I mean. His brother was all ACC at, at Wake Forest. It's not exactly, I mean, that's Arnold Palmer's school. We're talking mm-hmm. about outside of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, there's not a ton of schools that automatically bing, like have that sure. iconic history with golf. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's up there with like, I'm not going to say it's, it's not an Alabama of college football in the college golf mm-hmm. world. I'd say maybe it's more of like a, Oh God, I'm going to piss people off. So I'm just going to leave that. It's going to be like, you know, that maybe they've, I would say George, I would have said Georgia until Georgia's recent success, but um, no, sure. I mean, he's no joke. He's a great English professional golfer. He, you know, I think he has status on either PGA tour Canada or one of the challenge tours, you know, he's close. And so we do talk about the line of demarcation, how thin it is. Mm-hmm. This guy can easily be dragged over to the line uh, of winner with his brother. And what a story that would be if he could pull his brother into maybe, cause you went on the PGA oh, yeah. tour and you win this tournament. It's recognized as an official win with come, which comes yeah. with all sorts of accolades. You get invites, to tournaments you get your card for next year you get a lot of things so that yeah, this isn't be, a for fun tournament this week this, this could be a very <laughs> this could be a very fun group to watch and i'm glad you brought the the brothers fitzpatrick into this because i'm not gonna lie it did not catch my eye that that's who he was partnered with this week yeah and they're probably you know they're priced at 8200 so obviously there's a slight risk of giving that price point so it's a bit high for a for a risk pick but i don't like you're alluding to i don't mind it i kind of like it i think the fact that um, Alex Fitzpatrick is a, a little lesser known to the average DFS golfer player, g- golfer player, Jesus, 
golf golf DFS player. Uh, they're only around 14% projected ownership, 14, 15%. I'll take that. If, if I need to fill some middle middle price space in my lineup, uh, that could be a fun spot, uh, a fun team to, to watch and be pulling for down the stretch. Uh, Spe- same. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of fun, keep an eye on Steve Stricker and Zach Johnson. 7,800. <laughs> yeah. Again, knowing about how to win, Steve Stricker tears it up on the tour, the champions tour. And mm-hmm. I, I you, you, and now I kind of want like that. Come on, old guy, let's show these guys. We still know how to win. Because yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. They're both. I don't think they can. We are talking about mm-hmm. watch the weather. If the weather cooperates and it's warm and it's firm, then yes. Uh, if it's going to be wet, then that's going to be a long 7,400 yards. And, you know, as we saw recently mm-hmm. at the Masters, this is, TPC Avondale is not – or TPC Louisiana, sorry. It used to be TPC Avondale. Sure. Uh, back on your golden tee era. Uh, but it is not <laughs> – it's not exactly, you know, Augusta National, but it's definitely walking a lot and playing, you know, a high-level mm-hmm. high level sport, which Strick only – you know, he plays to, on, on the Champions Tour, so that's a 54-hole events. Um, Zach Johnson is getting up there in years, but Zach Johnson just will not go away. It seems like he's still a name that you see on the weekend enough to yeah. remember that that guy has two major champions or championships. And one was at St. Andrews. The other is a green jacket. So yeah. uh, that's a fun conversation we should have. Does he belong in the, you know, does, is this that kind of sport where a major championship, you know, earns you that gravitas or is it kind of like, well, Jim Plunkett won a couple Super Bowls, but, yeah, that that would be an interesting conversation because my thing. So was, let's have it another day. Another day because I think we could talk for a while on that. Uh, is there anybody else who is? Because it just it does honestly. Once you get past like that eighty five hundred dollar price range, it, everything just becomes a big messy risk um, with the way these guys are ranked out. You, you're getting guys who are um, who one guy who ranks out good, one guy who ranks out like towards the back of the pack. It's it's an interesting kind of look after that. Um, I'd say maybe one other spot you can look in the 70 in the seven K range uh, at 7,500 would be uh, a Tyler Duncan and Hank, uh, Hank Leviota. Um, just that's strictly just off the numbers uh, less than 6% projected ownership. Uh, Tyler Duncan ranks out top 35 in everything but putting and Hank Lee Biota is middle of the pack and everything. Uh, so that's, that, that's a pairing that maybe could put together a couple of good rounds, make the cut and, uh, and get their value for you. But man, after that, it gets a little, it gets pretty bleak, pretty fast this week. Anybody want to put John Daly in a lineup? Yeah. Is he playing with his son? <laughs> <laughs> Who is he playing with? I just saw I just saw his name because no, I don't think there's anybody else down there worth really poking around too deep on. Yeah, uh, I actually got distracted by a, by a Billy Horschel Sam Burns lineup because I just think uh, Sam Burns is playing really well right now. He's top ten in the PGA mm-hmm. Tour, uh, kind of whatever the Comcast top ten rankings, uh, and then Billy Horschel, you know, he match Billy Horschel is the American Justin Rose. You know, he's mm-hmm. He's elite. He's he's good. He's great. I don't know if he's iconic. He'll Justin Rose will be in the in the, in the World Golf Hall of Fame, especially going sure. back to his amateur career. I think Billy Horschel will get there uh, on on the strength of the length of his career. So awesome. don't sleep on some Sam Burns Billy Horschel action. But no, we got to get back down. We got to get the high team on this. Who the fuck is John Daly playing with? Who is his partner? 
Uh, let me see here. David Duvall? What? Oh, my Lord. That's fun. They got to be the the least the, the bottom of the price range, right? I'm just going to go oh, right I mean, to the I, bottom. I, well, I, I see, I see, John, I see Johnny D. I mean, you there, also we're... you also have Derek Erst and uh, Robert Garrigus down there too. So we got ourselves a little throwback. Uh, this is fun. I think. I mean, listen, if you want to have a little fun, put John Daly in a lineup. You know, I wonder if they're letting him use a cart. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's a PGA um, Tour event, so they can do whatever they want. God, this is fun looking this far down here, which we never do. Ricky Barnes is down here. It's a name, it's a name we haven't heard in a while. Ricky Barnes ranks like twelfth on my model too, and I almost oh, I mean, that's, really? well, that's because that's one of the names, and that's one of the names I have earmarked in case. Actually, what? Let me officially where where is Ricky Barnes? What is he at six thousand? Uh, they are six thousand. Yes, I mean, he, he's, is, he is playing with uh, Kyle Stanley. Yeah, Ricky Barnes is 14th in my model, and on that alone for six k for six k, he'll probably he'll probably end up in a lineup or two. Well, okay. If you want to get super crazy, Look, and listen. just go and just go off of some some, have we met? Ignore the numbers and just play off of recent form and some fun stuff here. At 6100, TA points and Jimmy Walker are playing together. We obviously just saw how Walker looked this week. He's actually Walker has got two top uh, twenty-five finishes in his last two appearances. Da points finished T thirty-eight at the Corrales, which I did not know he did that. We're forty-six-year-old Da points. I know. And look, okay, so now this is where it's, uh, this tournament history goes back really far for both these guys. Uh, they haven't played in a while, but back in the day, Da points. Uh, 2015 finished T12. <laughs> he finished second in 2013. Uh, Jimmy Walker had uh in that same year, 2013, T8. Uh, so like their tournament history means nothing because the, the the course has changed. But no, but their history history means everything because DA points yeah. is a three time tour winner. You know he's a name who's been around the block a few times. He's won at every level of the game except for majors. He's got one top ten in a major in his life. But we're not looking yeah. for a, uh, this is not a major. This is like we said. Maybe that is just they're both good enough right now this week to kind of catch catch a uh, lightning in a bottle. Yeah, hey, look, if this is this is one of those pairings where hell at sixty one hundred, uh, they could still miss the cut barely. But if they had one really good round, uh, oh. they might still score enough points to hit value for you. Right, shoot like <laughs> shoot shoot fifty nine in that first round, and then after that, you know, it's, it, it's good enough. Exactly um who uh, do you know anything of before we go because we're, we're up against the timing but real fast do you know the name parish amen no me neither he's playing with michael thompson michael thompson ranks out 20th in my model they're 6200 dollars i have nothing fantasy national has nothing on who this parish amen is um it so much to the point where they are would even allow me to add a note on him if I had one. Uh, so, ah, you know, maybe that's something that it's an unknown, but you know, Michael Thomas is suited well for this course and has been playing well at 6,200. Maybe that's a better kind of dark horse dart throw than uh, points. And you know what? I'm going to say it is. That's a better dark horse dart throw than points and Walker. One second. I think we know. I think we just stumbled upon this is from golfmonthly.com. Former U.S. Army soldier to make PGA Tour d- debut, uh, Parrish Amin will team up with Michael Thompson in the Zurich yep. Classic of New Orleans. That's him. Hey, you know what? 
I'm going to play him. I'm playing him in a lineup. I'm playing that team. USA. That's a beautiful way to close out the show. It's a fun week. It was a fun show. If you actually pull anything out of this, do have to you're gonna have to chew some chalk up top. But we should have given you some nuggets down below. And it's all witch doctor magic this week down in the bayou. So Andrew, back to you in the studio. Well, back to me for not much more than a little bit of outro here, but we appreciate you joining us here uh, every Tuesday here on YouTube and for the first time tonight uh, on Rumble as well. We're going to be live on Rumble as well every uh, every week. So thank you if you're watching us on Rumble right now. I see that you some of you are out there watching us. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you come back, find us, Divots and Pivots, as part of the Fantasy Sports Corp Network. I will be here every Tuesday at 8. Uh, as the kickoff to the network's Tea Time Tuesday, following us up a little bit later, plus Money Golf, with all of your betting insights. We will see you next week. We love you all, and have a good week.